Alec Kaczynski's first glimmer of self-dissatisfaction began one July Saturday night at 10.25 with a call from her cousin Cindy Sanders. Hi, Allie. Is my watch wrong? Cindy said apologetically. I thought I'd catch you before you got ready for bed, but it sounds like you have a mouthful of toothpaste. Allie did. Feeling mildly annoyed, she spit it out. Was she really so predictable that everyone in the family knew she went to bed at 10.30 every night, including Saturday? Not at all, she said. I had a mouthful of whipping cream I just licked off the guy who posed for Mr. July on the Fireman Hunk's calendar. Cindy laughed indulgently. (laughs) Yeah, right. Allie dragged the phone cord with her as she went back to her bedroom, where there was, naturally, no hunk and no whipping cream. Though Mr. July did look down from his page above Allie's desk. Sounds as if you're at a party. Of course, everyone in the family also could have predicted that Cindy would be partying on a Saturday night, so maybe there was no difference. About our tennis date tomorrow morning, Cindy said, I have to beg off. I won't be back in time. I've been asked to go sailing, and the guys are leaving right now. I haven't been sailing in ages, and there's such a moon. I'll call you Monday, okay? While Cindy went sailing off in the moonlight with men, Allie crawled into bed alone, yanking the covers over her head. She rose at 6.30, because that was the time she always got up. Sundays included. After tidying the kitchen, she shoved her feet into gardening shoes and went out to weed the three long rows of carrots next to the fence. It was their turn. Allison? Oh, Allison! Her next-door neighbor's call brought Allie to her feet. Good morning, Mrs. Rathbury. Ah, I knew you'd be at the carrots today. Short little Mrs. Rathbury, obviously standing on something to get high enough, clung to the top of the fence and peered over at Allie and the half-weeded carrot rose. You did the tomatoes yesterday. Yes, Allison glanced at the steak tomato plants and the plump, still green fruit hanging over freshly worked soil around their roots. Damn, it was becoming clearer and clearer. She was so predictable. Even her neighbor had her schedule down pat, including when she was going to weed what. I have a favor to ask, dear. I wasn't scheduled for Alter Guild this week, but one of my friends who was fell down the stairs this morning and was rushed to the hospital. I've been asked to fill in for her, but my young great-nephew Joey is visiting. I don't want to disturb him and tell him I need to go out. The poor boy's exhausted. But nor do I want him waking up all alone in a strange house. Would you be good enough to come over and stay until he gets up? Maybe you could make him a bite of breakfast, too. Allie smiled and nodded. Sure, Mrs. Rathbury. I'd be happy to babysit your great-nephew. How old? A car's horn honked out on the street, and Mrs. Rathbury, with a quick wave, hopped off whatever she was standing on and rushed up the flagged walkway past her house, disappearing behind a hedge. Allie rinsed her hands under the outdoor faucet, snatched the Sunday paper off the porch, and went quickly through the side gate to Mrs. Rathbury's 
before the little nephew woke up. Inside her neighbor's familiar kitchen, the coffee on the stove sent an aromatic drink-me message, and though she had her normal two-cup ration, Allie complied.